What is up, guys, and welcome to the Maximum Potency Podcast. I am your host, Lissa Scott, health coach, CrossFit coach, and online entrepreneur, and I am here to talk about health, fitness, grabbing life by the horns, and doing everything we can to live at maximum potency. Through a combination of solo cast and interviews, you will be hearing from health professionals, entrepreneurs, athletes, artists, and people who are just taking life and running with it. So if you are interested in creating a life that you love, one brimming with energy and adventure and art, and you are someone who is hungry for growth, pursuing greatness and expression of self, you are in good company. Welcome and thank you for being here. I am so happy that you found your way to this podcast. Guys, oh my word. It is episode 30. Today, I interviewed my friend Emma, fellow outdoor adventurer, and really the episode does the talking on this one, but I just wanted to say that I'm so happy you're here. I cannot believe that we're on episode 30. Holy moly. Um, And I'm super, super excited for this one. My name is Emma Sukowski. I love it. <laughs> Guys, this girl is funky fresh. She's an earthy girl like me, loves to go on adventures. Um, she recently converted a van and we're really here today to talk about like, just you know, being girls who send it and are always kind of moving and shaking and trying new things and going different places. This girl is so well-traveled. She's always outside and I just can't wait for you guys to hear from her. So Emma, thank you so much for being here. I'm so stoked. Thanks. I'm so happy to be here. I'm happy to help you out to have another guest. Yeah, on. absolutely. So Emma and I both went to Wilkes. Um, Emma, will you tell me a little bit about kind of like what you're in school for and what you're doing with your life as far as formal education and, and life plans? And then we'll get into the fun stuff, the adventure stuff. Yeah. So um, right now I'm a senior at Wilkes. Um, I'm a geology major. So I study rocks. Um, originally I was environmental science, but then they like offered up the geology major as a new major. And then I was the first to declare there. So that's pretty cool. Um, I was actually not supposed to be at Wilkes though. Um, I was supposed to go to school out in Las Vegas. My dad lives there, but yeah, plans ended up just falling through and then I ended up at Wilkes. So. And you were born and raised there, right? What'd you say? You said you were born and raised in Wilkes-Barre, right? Yes, born and so raised in Wilkes-Barre. <laughs> yeah, so that's like in, in your backyard. It wasn't like hard for you to end up there. No, um, I, was act- I actually played soccer for a year there too. Um, and then cool. it just became too much because I was working and playing soccer and going to school. So it was Yeah, like, that's a really lot. Hard. Yeah, and I was pretty you work- <laughs> Yeah, you work at a coffee shop, right? Yeah, now I do. Poor coffee. And- a good shout out. Oh, and then um, where were you working before? Um, so I've had so many jobs because I get like pretty bored. So I jump around a lot. <laughs> um, I, I waitressed. I worked at the lands at Hillside Farms and I was an animal caretaker. So I was scooping cow poop and helping, <laughs> helping milk Doing the cows. All the um, a, bunch of, a bunch of weird stuff. Yeah. But um, right now I, I do waitress at a country club in, in Wilkes-Barre. And then I also work at the coffee shop. I love it. So guys, if you don't know, if you're not local to Pennsylvania, you might have no idea where this is. It is in the top corner, uh, the top right corner. So like the Northeast part of Pennsylvania, 
just so you have a reference of what the heck we're talking about. <laughs> I feel like I should the feel office. that. I always say feel that office. in the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ain't no party like a Scranton party. It's right near Scranton. <laughs> so that's good. Um, but yeah, Emma, geology, how did you land on that? You were like rocks and stuff. I love it. But what do people do with geology degrees? Excuse my ignorance. Oh, no. I get this question all the time. So I, I just think people like genuinely just don't know. Um, a lot of times you can work for like um, consulting companies. So like you go and like just see what's underneath whatever they're going to build or if they're going to do like a pipeline or any of that kind of stuff. Like they always have to have a geologist on staff. Um, you can also work for the government, which is like pretty good, like a pretty cool job and a good job. And um, yeah, I don't even really know if I want to work in the field, to be honest. Um, I'm kind of taking the unconventional approach and I want to do like seasonal or like camp jobs instead of like sell my soul. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, that's super cool. Like it's almost like a form of archaeology. Like you, you hear about that when you think about if they want to build somewhere, they do have to dig stuff up and make sure they're not, you know, building on top of something super important. So that's really cool that you're able to kind of be a part of that process like I'm obsessed with business and new business and so that ties right into that I didn't ever even thought of that it's super interesting yeah they definitely before they break ground anywhere they always want to see what's underneath so in case there's like a sinkhole or something like that yeah that's amazing um and this is the reason why we're like-minded is, is because of what you just said I kind of want to do something a little unconventional like every good idea starts less like that right yeah. it's just every good adventure story is like, so I decided to do something outside of the norm. And I just love this so much. So Emma went and converted this van. And I think that how, how many of us, right? How many of us have gotten lost on hashtag van life? This girl is just like, no, nah, I'm going to go do it. So tell me about how this project came about. And really, I, I want to know everything, but first how it came about. So I, like most people have at one point been obsessed with it. Like I'm search on Instagram like 24-7, like Google, Pinterest, <laughs> everything. And then um, I live with my boyfriend, Mitch, and one day we made like, just like on a piece of white printer paper, we made a list of like things we want to do. And like one of the things on the list was buy a van and live in it. So <laughs> it's, I love it. It's just, it's on my fridge right now. It's just been, so it was just up there and I was like, and I usually when like I want something, I get super stuck on it. And then I'm like, okay, like I need to figure out how to do it. Like, when am I going to do it? And then I like obsess over it forever. So I was just like browsing <laughs> Facebook Marketplace is where I found the van. And I was like, we, we test drove like one or two, but they were like pretty expensive for like what they were. And then I come across the Chevy Astro and I'm obsessed with Chevy Astros. I love, <laughs> I love how they look. They're super small and that's the one drawback like about them but I found this one and it was like 1300 bucks and I'm like what I just got a refund from school and of course it was burning a hole in my pocket so <laughs> I was like okay like let's go look at this thing and we went and looked at it and like we drove it around and we're like okay like seems good so then we were like okay let's talk about it so then we left the next day I was like I'm buying this thing like I went there I gave him the money we went to the notary and then it was ours <laughs> and then the following, amazing. the following day we started to gut it and yeah <laughs> how long did gutting it take so gutting it like down to like the bare minimum it had it like it was used as like a plumber van for this guy and it, so it had like a bunch of weird like shelves in it and stuff and like mm -hmm. there was like 
weird stuff just like drilled into the walls. So we had to like take all the screws out and like the plywood in the shelves. And that didn't take like that long, probably like two or three days total to get it down. Down to the bare bones. But, yeah. Bare bones. Yeah. That's amazing. And then, so this is you and Mitch's project or is this mostly your idea? And he was like, yes, do it. It was mostly my idea. He wasn't super like super into it like I was and then I was kind of like okay well I want to do it and like I have the money so I'm just gonna go do it right now <laughs> and then yeah yeah so but now he's like he's like knee deep and like way into it like I am too so oh I love that so much um so tell me about the actual process of bare bones to where it is now like what yeah. you did if you want to give a little bit of pricing, that would be awesome, just so people can kind of wrap their head around it. Because okay. what I think is super cool is you did this in a pretty simplistic way. It's not like super bougie. It, it seemed it seemed very doable, like the way you did it, and you did it in phases. And I thought that was so awesome. Oh yeah, it's so doable. And like, if I were to tell myself this like a couple years ago, I probably would have done it like way earlier. Because you just think it's so, like, unattainable and, like, you need to know, like, all these, like, skills and stuff, like, mm -hmm. carpentry or whatever. I didn't even know how to use any of them, like, the power tools at all until we yeah. just like, did it. So, like, basically, like, a timeline of the van was that we gutted it and then we, like, just gave, like, the metal, like, a good, like, clean, you know what I mean? Because it's, like, super dirty and we had to pull out, like, this weird carpet and this weird mat that was, like, on the ground and it was gross. So then we had to clean mm -hmm. it out. And then... From there, we just, we started, like, basically from the ground up. So we started the floor first. Mm -hmm. um, and for the floor, I just used, like, I made, like, my own um, studs, similar to what you'd find, like, in Yeah. Your and then, um, so we put those down. We just glued them down. And then from there, we put plywood on top. Or we, then we insulated it, actually, with, like, one-inch foam board. And then from there, we covered it in plywood. And then I put vinyl floor on. So, like, pretty, pretty simple stuff. Um, a lot of people take, like, other approaches, but we just thought this was, like, the simplest way, because it's just, like, pure yeah. thick, basically. Um, and it doesn't need to be bougie, so why not make it simple, right? Oh, yeah. And I'm all for, like, the wood, like, the woody, like, cabin vibe. If anybody who's listening ever checks out my, my Instagram, you'll see it. It's, like, <laughs> a tree, like, cozy, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much, Emma. But, yeah, um... In terms of price, like, I, like, I wish I had kept actual track of it, and, like, once I'm done with school, I plan to, like, go back into, like, our credit card records and, like, actually find out how much it is, but it was just, like, hard to do at the time, I don't know, because you're, like, I don't really keep receipts now, you know what I mean? Like, I never really have, and, like, being able to write all that stuff down is, like, I don't know, I just didn't really think to do it at the time. Yeah, but, it was a few trips to Home Depot or Lowe's, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. We were there, like, Whoa. every weekend, forever. <laughs> <laughs> what was the most you ever spent in a weekend? Probably, actually, it's not a really high number, now that I think about it. It's probably, like, 300 bucks in, like, one. In one go. shot. Yeah, in one go, which isn't. Yeah, so, I mean, this is what's so cool is if somebody wants to do this, and they're already spending $100 on the weekend going out and doing God knows what, food, drinks. It's not that crazy to wrap your head around spending 300 bucks in a weekend. Like I've spent 300 bucks in a weekend before. So it's oh all God. it's all a priorities game. Oh, for sure. And I tell people this all the time. They're like, "How do you go on like all these trips and how do you do like all this stuff?" And it's just like I was like, "I don't know, like 
I don't go and buy like Louis Vuitton bags or like that kind of shit. You know what I mean? It's more like I'm going to buy gear for me to be able to do the things that I want to do. And yes, I'm like a gear whore. I spend money on gear, like no one's business, but like I buy it used and I don't put my money like anywhere else, but there and like traveling. So yeah, it's something to like, you, you thrift, right? Oh my God. Yeah. Mercari, Poshmark. I love those things so much. I buy so much on there. Me too. Me too. I'm, I'm like one of those people that if I can't find something made in America, I want the thing that I'm looking for secondhand. Yeah. Um, and that, that could be a whole other conversation. So we oh won't God. go too deep into that. But I think when you're, you and I are both resourceful and a little thrifty and not overly particular, like you're saying, like, I don't really care if I have the Louis Vuitton bag or like another bag, like it's all a values thing. You're like, I want to go to cool places and do cool shit and have a good time. And like, that is your value. And so that's where your money goes. It's so cool. And so refreshing, honestly, to see someone do the thing they always talk about doing. Like you're yeah. constantly out, out doing the thing. And it's so awesome. Um, like your Instagram isn't pictures of other people hiking and you saying goals. It's pictures of you hiking. And like, that is so, so, so awesome. Um, any great adventures from the past year that you want to highlight? Like, cause if I say ever, this could be, that could be the whole podcast, right? There's like so many, (laughs) (laughs) um, I guess what I would say like was a, like a pretty big highlight was this, um, so like in January I went to Ure, Colorado and, um, Mm -hmm. I ice climb for those of you who like, don't know, should I explain that? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So ice climbing, you basically climb frozen waterfalls. So let your mind wander as to what that is. But you wear a pair of crampons, um, a harness, obviously, you're roped up. And then you climb with, like, pointy ice picks, like, mm-hmm. holding your hands. And then you climb so the waterfall. It's like claws, right? Like, yeah. if your hands were claws, but you're holding them instead. Super yeah, cool. basically. So um, every year we try to go on a trip like in the winter because recently the ice in Pennsylvania hasn't been that great because it's been so warm. Like there was none mm-hmm. here this winter. Um, so we went to Colorado for a week and climbed and that was pretty cool because we got to do some like backcountry climbing and we climbed this like massive, like I've never been so high like on a climb before and it was like this massive waterfall in um, Silverton, Colorado. And that was probably like the highlight of like this year so far since I haven't really been able to do much, but um, then prior to that, I went to, I did my first like actual multi-pitch rock climb mm-hmm. um, at in Seneca Rocks, West Virginia. We just did one of the classic routes there called Old Man's Route. Um, oh, I wow. cried a bunch of times because I get really nervous and like freaked out, but it's usually the way that I like push myself, if that makes sense. So I'll like cry and then I'll be like, okay, like <laughs> I do it. Like, I love you. Come on, you gotta do it. And then, yeah. <laughs> So only three cries, but we summited the, the south, the south summit of it. <laughs> I cried a lot, but it was fun. I yeah. love it. You need a shirt that says that. Um, <laughs> I'll make it for you. I promise. The, the, you said we went. Who was we? Um, for which trip? The Colorado. for Colorado. Oh, mm-hmm. for Col- so um, it was Mitch and I, and then um, we climbed with a bunch of old people. <laughs> uh huh. My advisor, his name is Sid Hauser, and um, he's my academic advisor at Wilkes. Um, him and his wife are both, like, badass geologists. He is so cool, yeah. He's so cool, and also, like, badass, like, mountaineers and, like, ice climbers. Um, so, like, it's, it was them, and then a group of, like, 
two or three other people, like one of his friends and then one of his friend's um, nieces. So it was like a group of like six or seven of us, maybe. And That's a good crew. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. You, they say that we like bring out the young in them. <laughs> so, Aww. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I've traveled with a lot of different size groups. I've traveled with 54 people in Europe. That was way too big of a group. I've traveled with uh, about 12 people over Europe um, for like mission work. And that, that was a cool size. And then I've traveled with like the five, six, seven range. And that is such a pleasant amount of people to be with on a trip like that. Um, and then I've also traveled solo. And I know that you have too. So let's touch on that a little bit. What are some of the reactions you get when people are like, oh my gosh, you're going there by yourself? Like, you get that? Oh, yeah. So I graduated high school in 2016, and then I had my, like, graduation party. And all the money, you know how you get a lot of money for, like, graduation? Instead of, like, yeah, instead of, like, investing that towards books and, like, college, I took it and I went cross-country solo. (laughs) So really, yeah, I spent like 21 days on the road. What? I yeah. spent 21 days on the road right after college. That is so funny. Yeah, <laughs> exact same thing. Like exact got a bunch of money, thing. and I was like, see ya, bye. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, I just I just drove west. My like, I made it out to Washington in like three days. <laughs> what? Yeah, Emma, that's insane. <laughs> I love that. That's pretty independent of you at, what, 18 years old? You just go yeah. through that? Yeah. Um, I've always been pretty independent. I, like, grew up pretty quick compared to, like, most people, I think. So kind of had to be independent. But I always get, like, the reactions were, like, you're doing what? Like, what are you're going to be alone? Like, how are you going to eat? Like, are you going <laughs> to camp by yourself? And I'm, like, yeah, I'm going to camp by myself. Like, I know how to set up a tent and, like, make a fire. Like, I don't need, like, anyone else to, like, help me with that, you know what I mean? I'm, like, making myself laugh quietly so that I'm not laughing loudly over you speaking, but keep going because this is so good. (laughs) But, yeah, so, like, right after, I was, like, telling because I was pumped about it. It was, like, my graduation party, and then I was leaving, like, I think my graduation party was on, like, a Friday, and then I was leaving, like, on Sunday. (laughs) So, I was, like, people were, like, oh, like, I heard you're going on, like, this big trip, and, like, you're doing it yourself, and I was, like, yeah, I was, like, I'm going alone, and they're, like, aren't you, like, scared, like, and I was, like, Uh, are you gonna carry a knife? Are you gonna take a gun? I always get these weird questions, so it's, like, why do you think I need to be more violent just because I'm in a different state? Yeah, and honestly, like, (laughs) when you're, like, doing that sort of, like, thing, I guess, like, I don't know, I've never felt, like, I've never felt, like, threatened but in any way you know what I mean like yeah I I think a lot of it I mean I traveled a bunch alone this summer uh, and there was it was exactly the opposite of of what I thought it was going to be I expected to have a lot of moments of like feeling sketched out or feeling like uncomfortable in my in the space I was in like I was staying at different Airbnbs and I was like camping a little bit so I just expected to have a few moments where I was like kind of floundering and it was so the opposite. I like I went into this trip in such good energy. I was like, the universe has my back. I'm gonna meet awesome people. And I met nothing but awesome people the entire way. Like ended up staying with um three out of the three Airbnbs that I had booked by chance were all entrepreneurs that owned them. So every single place I went, we had like these awesome conversations about business and like ideas and art and like all this stuff. And I was like, 
more comfortable on this trip away from home than I am at home half the time. Yeah. That's how I felt too. Like you're so honestly, you're so just like caught up in what you're doing that you don't really like think about that stuff. You know what I mean? At least that's how I feel when I'm like, yeah. And I actually feel more safe. Like I can count on, on one hand, the amount of times I felt super sketched out while traveling, but like how often, and this might be weird. This might be abnormal. How often are you at home and you're like, I feel like someone's watching me or like, I feel like something's going to go down. Like that, like weird, like nothing's wrong, but something feels wrong feeling creeps up on me way more when I'm at home than when I'm on the road. Yeah. I'm like, what's that noise? And like, I'm just like, and I live in the middle of like nowhere. (laughs) And like, I remember being a kid and like my big fear was like, there's going to be a robber. (laughs) Like we're going to get robbed while we're home. Like, which is totally not how it works. Like usually people's houses get robbed during the day when they're not home. And like, I would always like, I remember going into the bathroom as a kid and like, quick rip, ripping over the shower curtain and being like, like oh, is robber in the bathtub? <laughs> like, like, what the hell? Anyway, small tangent, but I just think it's funny how I'm more likely to be in fear at home than I am on the road. Like, I always feel so in flow when I travel and, like, not that I always feel safe, but I always feel, like, in good energy and good spirits. Like, I, there's almost a sense of home in that road, in the travel. That's how I feel that way, too. And, not next week, but the week after, I'm actually setting out in the van for to go out to my dad, to go out to my dad's in Vegas. I'm gonna be driving there. I think like on May 5th might be the day that I start. Cinco de Drinko. Cinco de Drinko. Also my dad's birthday, but um, also my sister's birthday. It's oh, funny. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and my cousin. It's it's a big deal, you know. <laughs> it is a big day. Yeah, but um, my summer plans were kind of thrown for. I don't know. They're kind of ruined because of the coronavirus, I guess is what I'm just trying to say. Um, yeah. I was supposed to, supposed to be a whitewater rafting guide um, on the Arkansas River in Colorado this summer. Um, but the, com- the outfitter that I was hired at, they canceled our rookie training. So I've mm-hmm. never done it before. Um, it would be my first year. So you need to go through like a training process that's like two or so weeks. And um, since so they were concerned about the amount of tourism this like season and whatnot. Yeah. So they decided to cancel training. So I'm just going to take the stimulus check and <laughs> some employment money I got and go travel around for a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, do what you can. And your, your hobbies are so simple, right? You want to climb and hike. So all of that stuff is still able to be done right now. Um, um, yeah, there's a little bit of like pushback in the climbing community about like climbing outside right now, but I think it's being like more and more accepted. They're just worried about like overwhelming the healthcare system. If like you were to get hurt, and whatnot yeah but I wouldn't be doing anything like crazy outside of my ability yeah, a little bit of bouldering right even just get yeah. out there yeah so, I don't so finger calluses <laughs> yeah yeah that's how I feel about you know CrossFit right now I'm like what can I do pull-ups on so I don't lose my pull-up tolerance because that's going to be really rough um but yeah so like the I want to go back to what we were saying about people's reactions and solo travel like you've had nothing but good experiences with your travels right yeah your solo travels never a problem I mean and but that's also because I've always been in like campgrounds and that kind of stuff or like national forest but like with the van it might be like a little different because I'm not always going to be in national forest land like I might try to like stealth camp as they say like you just park in like a neighborhood and then just like sleep there for the night and then Mm -hmm. wake up and then you leave or like in like parking lots like Walmart and stuff like that. 
but you can always tell like a built-out van from a non-built-out van because they usually have like a fan sticking out of the top of it so Mm -hmm. like they always know like I guess if somebody is going to be in there or not so it might be a little bit different but yeah yeah with like a positive mindset you know what I mean absolutely and I think that um there's some really just want to speak to that a little bit there's some really good places to park like ski resorts even if it's off season you can usually park overnight at a ski resort no one says anything um and then churches um if they have a church parking lot I've I've never heard of someone parking overnight at a church one night and getting their car towed right like my biggest fear this is so silly my biggest fear if I were to camp in the vehicle is like what if my vehicle gets towed and I'm in it Right, like yeah, obviously you'd get so out. Scary. It would be such an awkward. It would happened. be such an awkward situation. I'm sure. I'm sure it's like where at least my you open the door. You're like, "Yo, dude." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, dude. I'm in here right now. So it's got to be an interesting conversation. If that's happened to any of you, I would love to hear about it. Please reach out. Yeah, and send so us a <laughs> Fill us in. Yeah. Um. But I was actually thinking about this the other day. You know, it's one of my dreams too to live on the road for a little while and, um you know where to park what 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 kind of things that might happen and I think you're going into it with the right attitude too with like you're expecting it to go well and I I think that if anything I see a bill and you and I are probably the black sheep part of the population but if I see a build-out van I like nod my head right and I'm like right on like yeah, that's it, makes, it makes me want to bother that person less if anything yeah. and so I yeah. think that maybe there's enough of us out there to kind of like look out for each other and that yeah. might be an overly optimistic perspective, but I think that the way that you do things, I think you'll be just fine. So that's awesome. But honestly, I also haven't really, like, I don't want to, like, overthink it either. So I haven't really put much, like, research or anything into everything. I'm just kind of going to go and figure it out, like, myself, you know what I mean? And see what works for me and what doesn't work for me and where I feel comfortable, where I don't feel comfortable. And yeah, in there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the best way to figure anything out is to see what works for you and what doesn't work for you. So cheers to that. That's amazing. Yeah. Anything else you want to touch on before we wrap this interview up? No, I mean, not. I would say my advice to everybody, that would be, this would be the only thing that I would like to end with is if you want to do something, just go and do it. And don't like, don't worry about looking like an idiot or like, with climbing, like, I'll draw this, like, parallel, I guess. Um, I was always intimidated by, like, other, like, rad girl climbers because, like, they were way better than me and, like, way stronger. And, like, I would get, like, nervous, like, up at, like, a certain point. Like, I'm not, like, afraid of heights, but I don't know. I just, like, didn't, I wasn't, wasn't experienced enough to, like, trust the ropes. But then, like, I just dove, like, right into the love of climbing and, you don't, you like, you'll never, you like, you have to be an amateur at something in order to be good at it in the end. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you just kind of have to like, don't be afraid when anybody thinks and just like, oh, and then you'll end up being that person that people are like, oh, wow, she does like so much and like is very Mm -hmm. well-rounded in the outdoors or like she like wanted to build build out a van and then she bought a van and built it out. Like, right, right. She was a girl that did it. Yeah. Be like, like you just said, be the person who did it, not the person who just like talks about it. I get like messages upon messages like, oh, like I can't wait to do this. Like, what are you waiting for? Waiting for. Just, yeah. Just go do exactly. it. Exactly. Embody it. And like, 
if you can't fill out a van right away, like go book an Airbnb and drive to that Airbnb and like hang out in a different town. Like it doesn't have to be this overnight shift and we learn by doing, right? Like I'm pretty sure that's something that uh, Emma and I had like the same, one of the same mentors throughout college. Her name's Jill Bray. Shout out to JP Dragonslayer. Freaking love you. Um, but I'm pretty sure that that's one of her quotes is like, we learn by doing. Exactly. Like we learn yeah. by playing. We learn and, and the only way is is through experience. And so you know, hearing you say that's super refreshing and just, just go for it. Just send it, right? Like send okay. it and hope for the best send and it, exactly. commit, commit. Like that's the other thing is like, you know, when we watch like action sports, snowboarding, whatever the X games, it's like, you go, Ooh, like he didn't commit. Like, don't let your life be like, Ooh, he didn't commit. Like, that's so sad. It's so sad. To be so like, I love that you, you committed. It. Yeah. Yeah. Love it so much. So, Emma, where can people find you if they like want to see your van and tell you how awesome you are? So What's your Instagram. I I only have I have an Instagram and a Facebook. I don't have a Twitter or anything like that. But my Instagram handle is just Emma dot So it's E M M A, period S U K O W A S K I. I love it. I love it, guys. We love to continue conversation with you. If something in here jumped out to you and you want to ask questions or you know, just say, hey, this resonated. Thanks for sharing. Feel free to send either of us a message. Um, always love hearing from you guys. And if you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot, throw it on your Instagram, put a quote on there, let us know what stood out to you so I can continue to make more awesome content for you. I'm really excited about some of the upcoming shows for this podcast. And just thank you for being here kind of while I sorted it all out. You know, 30 episodes is like more than half a year. So super grateful for you guys. Emma, thank you so much again. I'm, seriously, I'm so stoked that we got to do this. Yeah, you're welcome, Listen, Me too. I'm happy we did. Awesome. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you next week.